Welcome travelers from the winding trails Grab a spot by the hearth and a pint of ale A brief respite from our noble quest Lean back in a chair for the song of rest Hello travelers and welcome to the song of rest A place where our heroes and the deities that guide them Gather to share a behind the scenes and behind the screens Look at the unfolding adventures in Archipeldia Gathered before us is the Dungeon Master, Aaron Rollins, and his band of players, Dustin Bleschmidt, Janelle Wilkie, and Chad Stafford. But I'll let them do the talking, and I'll get back to playing. All right, Timmy, Timmy, do you have a ditty ditty for us today? Yeah, we had that in post. <laughs> oh, we do that now. <laughs> we do that in Ooh. post. We are developing as a people. <laughs> I'm still scuttling. I'm sitting on the water. <gasps> are you still whopping? No, glob. 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 Timmy on the water. Song of rest in disguise. The waveform for the glob looks like a fish. Glob. 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 It does, it does. look like a fish. Glob. Glob. Oh my gosh. Meant to be. All right, so getting into the last episode, pretty big episode, if I do say. Oh, yeah. Sherman had the most epic line ever saying, you're no hero, you're only a That fool. would have been a great mic drop to, right there. Oh, I, yeah. To Leon. To Leon, yeah, that was so good. So Oh, good. I thought you were going to say the epic Sherman line. Yeah, I don't know if I have any underwear that would fit you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said that before we even got in the water. He's asking me for underwear. Like <laughs> <laughs> Timothy comes over to Sherman. Obviously, it's to ask Sherman for some underwear. <laughs> well, you know what? You know, you don't know. Maybe he's like, yeah, you know what? I, if we're gonna swim, I, I, I don't have anywhere. And you know, Sherman, being a, a well-trained. Uh, military essentially soldier officer type deal he has his spare clothes in a zip tight waterproof baggie so he would have a backup pair of underwear that are nice and dry that he's probably going to need to change into Aaron you should know by now not to put water between us and where we need to go because that's going to be an hour epic <laughs> you guys are yeah, in Archipelago. The <laughs> there's water everywhere you picked the wrong. You picked the wrong place. We're going on the story arc, I, and we're going to another world, one where Aaron, there's no water. Aaron planned two puzzles for us this episode, but before the That's puzzles right. was another and lake. The funniest part, and I, I was actually very proud of you guys finally just being like, you know what? I bet we could just swim across. I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, you get into your head that like, oh, the easiest solution is going to cause harm. There's going to be some kind of creature of the lake. That's some like, kind of creature, what I yeah, thought. Yeah, or it's like, oh, the current suddenly picks up and a storm starts <laughs> brewing and you're carried away. Roll some strength saving throws. <laughs> it's or just a little lake. What the hell? <laughs> I'm so happy that you made Lily do a backstroke and make her say, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was so taking happy. a different uh, swimming <laughs> position. You've got uh, Sherman with a doggy paddle. <gasps> Uh, I guess, what does Flower Kraut do when she's uh, shaping water? Is she doing, like, butterfly or something? 
Oh, she kind of just blanks. She like puts her like arms right next to her side. And yeah, she just turns into kind of like a surfboard. I don't know why she goes face down, but she does. I kind of feel like, isn't that a bit from Bruce Almighty when he's like walking across the water? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I just picture her as just like a jet ski or a surfboard. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm thinking of? It's totally not Bruce Almighty. It's the SpongeBob movie and the Dave oh. Hasselhoff oh, speedboat. Yes. Hasselhoff. Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking of that uh, Daniel Radcliffe movie where he's just like a dead body and <gasps> yeah. he rides yes. him in I the water because he's fart propelled. Like there's all the gas built up in the body, that is like flower that's sauerkraut that style. That's it is one hundred percent. It was like that. the Swiss, yes. the Swiss Army man or something. Yes, Swiss yes. Army man. Swiss yeah. Army man. She's da- Daniel Radcliffing it yeah. for sure. And I love that Lily taught um, <laughs> taught, taught uh, Timothy Biscuit how to swim, and she suggested he just become a duck. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's how all birds work, to be honest, but I was proved correct. Because yes. cannon that you can just his, his, his butt on the water. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it's all that fruit you ate before we left. So I, Wicked buoyancy. I'm thinking we should include something that my friend has been telling me they have when they play D&D, which is a fan art moment. And for me, that was Ooh. a fan art moment with having Timothy being a and, crow, and him being whopping across the water. the water with his arms, not doing anything but just gesturing the the movement. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have, I'll just show the legs doing this goofy little wob, but the the body's just perfectly yes. still on top. I love of that water. idea, the the fan art moment, because mine definitely from the other episode, I think it was five, would have been. Jive horse mm-hmm. close up with Sherman flailing in the background and falling off of. <laughs> oh yes. yeah! I'll just have like Jive horse kind yeah. of like bobbing yeah. his head a little bit, listening. We'll maybe have it overlaid with Rory's amazing music <laughs> that he came up with for the, the most like dingus re <laughs> like that mu- music is so funny. Uh, Chad, you compared it to banjo and kazooie. It's like Banjo oh, Kazooie yeah. meets uh, Bulk and Skull song from the original Power Rangers. <laughs> it's like that super level of campiness that's just so funny. Let's hear it for the Power Strangers <laughs> that you guys brought into this. Oh one. yeah, the the Strangers of Power. I, so did I get that wrong? I think I heard that wrong. Was it the Strangers of Power or the Rangers of Power? No, it was the Strangers of Power. Yeah. Okay, because I after we were done with the recording, I was thinking about that for like two days. I'm like, did I hear him <laughs> wrong? And I was saying strangers the whole time because it would make sense if they were like actual <laughs> rangers, like a D&D class. And I'm like, That's oh my true. God, true. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to like cut my lines right before I go straight <laughs> and then just have the rangers of power because I flubbed it and it would have been so much work. Yeah, I specifically... It was Strangers of Power because I thought Rangers of Power was yeah. going to be too close of a cop-out, you know? So, yeah. And then, um, Chad, do you actually remember which uh, monster I was referencing that was like the pineapple with the tentacle vines? I thought you were referencing the pumpkin guy. The episode with the... Uh, there's a pumpkin dude that has vines. 
Oh, is there? Uh, but no. What's the what's the reference on that one? So, it is. Oh yeah, there he is. I found him. Uh, so it is a pineapple monster, pine octopus. Pine. <laughs> That's it. That's Excuse the one. Excuse me. So I'm going to look that. He's up. A, he was. It's the one where there's. He's an evil clown, and then he turns into the pineapple thing. With all the tentacles, I guess they're not. And didn't you say that it was like Cinda, Sindra, Sinestra, or something like that that summons? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which something was funny like that. Because that's so close to the NPC at the beginning of Tomb of Annihilation that I thought you were referencing her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is what really the close. Name of the, what was the name of the pineapple dude? Pineoctopus. Um, so Pineoctopus right? is the Power Rangers one. I'm pretty sure I said. Pineapple <laughs> Petruchio? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a bad guy. This thing is so crazy looking. I don't remember this one. The one I was referencing is the pumpkin wrapper. There's so many tentacle monsters in this show. It's insane. This picture I found is so crazy. It, they drew it almost like a Final Fantasy creature or something. This is so wild. You got uh, whoever's listening. Definitely Google pine octopus. It is. It is interesting. It's a trip. Like something you would see in like Fantasy Star. This looks like something you would like fight on one of the first worlds. Okay. To be fair, all of those Power Rangers monsters look like stuff out of games like that for sure. What was it that you were even comparing it to? Um, like, was it the? Uh, was it like Lily's in, in, entanglement? Her. Uh... Yes. That was exactly it when she did the entangle. And then I was like, this is just <laughs> like when this happened in the show. You've seen that episode, right? Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. And you guys were like on the spot with, oh, yeah, of course I've seen that episode. So now we have Power Rangers and Sailor Moon exist in canon in Archipeldia as stage mm. plays. <gasps> That's right. Yes. Lily cast Moonbeam oh. and she was asking if she had to do some magical transformation next time she does it. Is the description you used something that you wrote yourself? Because that was lovely. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> mm, and then really brought me into the moment for sure. Yeah, that made it so epic. And then wasn't that also when like Sherman realized he could use he could do radiant damage? Yeah. To it? Yes. Yeah. That's, that was the giveaway. So moment. let's talk about that. Well, I guess we can start with Sir Leon, or if you guys want to back up and talk about the. The, the puzzle to get in. So like, I, I, as you guys are already aware, anytime that you actually either experience damage or you deal damage of a certain type, meta-wise, your character would know if the enemy was immune or, re or resistant or vulnerable or whatever like that. So I, I was like, this fight, um, I was a little bit worried because this guy is resistant to so much. Like, I'll tell you straight up, if you had done a vicious mockery, it wouldn't have worked. He was completely immune to psychic damage. Whoa. He can't take psychic? Ghosts can't be? I feel like that's all you it, have left is it, a ghost. It just would have, like, <laughs> because he doesn't have a brain and he's like, his soul's pre-programmed to do what it is, what it's doing, it just would have gone right through him. So. Wow. Yeah, like in dissonant whispers and stuff like that. So when you started rocking out the thunder clap or whatever, or the uh, shatter, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, good use of Shatter, bro. Yeah, that was great. Janelle figured out that the uh, that he was pro pro probably tied to his uh, gravestone, which was 
Good thinking. Yeah, you picked that yeah. up super quick because uh, <laughs> I was not going there. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like the only thing in the room. I'm like, what is its significance? It's either the it, it, I I I was initially thinking it was like the way we were going to get in was like I, I'm like fuck mm. I'm gonna have to break this and yeah. <laughs> in front of Sherman and he's gonna be <laughs> upset at me, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to fart <laughs> on this guy's gravestone and <laughs> we would be per- we would be cursed possessed for sure <laughs> if you farted on the gravestone first. Such disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little fart on a gravestone. Yeah, when the map turned out to be like the way uh, in, I'm like, okay, then what? what's with the gravestone? I'm like, maybe it's what's powering and the ghost. And <laughs> here I was thinking, because the gravestone, while it doesn't move, it still had a pretty high AC, so hitting it wasn't going to be real easy. I think it had like an 18. Did it? But, but you oh, guys no hit it Dang, every dude. time. And anytime you cast a spell that would affect it, it didn't have a saving throw. So it just automatically fails. So the shatter was doing tons of damage Ooh, nice. to it. And that was kind of the way to get around all those That's resistances wonderful. that he had was to attack the gravestone if you could hit if you could beat the AC. That brings me to my next question. Did Sir Leon and the tombstone have a shared HP pool? Yes, they did. Oh, ah! I was wondering how that worked. So in some cases, we were doing double damage to him. Yep, you were doing a lot of damage with those shatters because he wasn't he wasn't resistant to the thunder damage and the, the same and and the shatter actually has a specific wording I think for inanimate objects. It like just like yeah or, or like oh they would fail like constructs uh, take disadvantage on the saving throw so. You were destroying him with those spells. And then the funny thing is, is that the lesson that was supposed to be learned from his fight, which didn't really come through, was was his resistances were tar- were tough to get through. And that's kind of what led up to Sherman getting the silvered blade afterward, because Sherman now no longer has to worry about uh, bludgeoning, piercing and slashing. Well, he really just doesn't doesn't have to worry about slashing resistance anymore with his sword. For any creatures that have that, yeah, uh, that's yeah. cool. So I mean, I, I'll be honest, you guys kicked the crap out of Surleon, especially having you know that freaking twenty-eight points of radiant damage in the smite at the end. Holy crap! Mm. I don't know. I feel like you hit me a couple times pretty good. Yeah, I finally got to yeah. use the Sherman snack. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, right. Yes, the Sherman. I was snack. so excited. I think I was down to seven HP, Ooh. and then you gave me the <laughs> oh. you gave me the Sherman snack. We're and in a I fight, was like, Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, <laughs> I love that. And then he starts talking about how it tastes, and he's like, "Wait, we're in a fight." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so like he had uh, a bit over a hundred hit points. Oh, but because you guys were dealing damage to the tombstone, it was it was depleting very quickly. So that ended up working out really well for you guys. Yeah. Pro, pro strats. strats. Pro strats, everybody. Good job. Oh, yeah, pro strats on the fight. Failed strats <laughs> everywhere else. <laughs> Especially the puzzles. The, oh, my yes. gosh. The tentacle the puzzle. puzzle. <laughs> um, yeah, the vine puzzle. I feel like being an artist slash visual person both benefited and was a detriment to me in this because it's so hard for me to visualize what people are saying without a right. like actual visual. 
And, but in a way it's a benefit for, for you to be able to like have to come up with the right verbiage so that people can understand the visual um, but by just hearing it. Yeah. And everyone kind of ends up painting their own, everyone ends up painting their own picture of what they're seeing in front of them. And, you know, one of the, one of the big things with theater of the mind is questions, you know, lots of questions for clarity on what does this look like? Are there, you know, are there details on this part or that part? Um, cause I, I agree. I, I think sometimes there's ever, people will get lost in translation at some point, especially if the, um, the scenery is being described fairly quickly. So that was a fun one. I, I was really happy as a DM that you guys triggered both the traps on it. Mm. <laughs> oh, right. Cause we triggered the door closing and we triggered the damage. Yeah. So the white vine, uh, yes. created the door behind you and if you were to use the white vine another time, the door behind you would inch five feet closer to you. Oh. So it would start to close in on your space. And, Fun. and then no no luckily no one no one touched the barriers, but obviously if you touched the barrier, you would have taken necrotic damage, similar to the way it would happen when you use the red vine. The tasty, tasty red vine. Mm. Yeah. Mm, the tasty, tasty <sighs> I don't know. red vine. Felt a mm. little stale to mm. me, that one. <laughs> Darn the stale red vines. What are what are vines, but not the tentacles of the earth, really? Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Back to the pineapple <laughs> earth octopus <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that you did a color theory puzzle. That was very fun. Uh, I that I was that. great. Yeah, that was fun. I I like color puzzles. Um, and this one, I wanted to go beyond just mixing two colors to kind of make it a little bit. A little bit more thought-provoking. Yes, that was thought-provoking the last bit about the rage because, uh, you know, with... with um, it, Traditionally, rage is uh, usually seen as the color red. But for Faye, I, I love that you had to know a little bit more about the Faye. And if they were mad, it would be more of like the like dark or necrotic damage or something along those lines. So it would be black instead. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, now that we've established this, I feel like I need to keep a Sherman <laughs> Jeopard color palette on my screen at all times. That was so good. Um, you actually pulled amazing. up the dog, like cones, icons palette or, uh, or spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Sherman's armor is like yellow, gray, <laughs> and blue. That's your actual color scheme, which yeah. is yeah. really funny. Yes, like, what are you talking is. about? These are just these are all the colors. <laughs> there were two black rangers. <laughs> oh, that was my favorite. Oh, <laughs> you know my what? Yellow ranger. <laughs> Where Timothy's just like, no, no, that's 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 not right. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's definitely about? wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was genuinely that was one of my favorite uh, bits oh my god how long we kept doing the strangers of power stuff oh that was so funny can i be honest with you when i was drawing sherman 
I actually didn't even think about the the blue and the yellow and the gray uh, being the colors that he sees, but I totally did those colors, and and so did you, Chad. So that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool because like Janelle and I are both uh, working on like character art around the same time, or I'm like we're I think we're both kind of like taking inspiration from what the other one's doing, and then she was you used a lot of blue for Sherman like that actually looks really good because it, it also distinguishes him a bit more uh color palette wise from the other characters so uh it's just it's funny that in retrospect uh yeah those are the only colors Sherman would see yes yeah and the blue is a good is great is oh I like that that's a good blue and it's so funny it turned out that way because I didn't look that up when I described how I wanted Sherman to look. It's just that felt right. And apparently, apparently that's why it was just meant to be. It was meant to be. It's so lovely. <laughs> so you guys had the puzzle and the fight with Sir Leon, who uh, I'm sure you guys caught was a Leonin, uh, a lion person, which is an actual race in D&D. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah. I, like, sorry, um, this is all new information. Anytime you say, I'm sure, <laughs> as you guys know, it'll be something that goes over my head. It will be brand new information to your uh, D&D noob over um, here. I, I thought that, would, that was a, a great way to throw in another uh, animal. How do you say the word? Anamorphic pal character? Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic character. Yeah. Definitely got big uh, Leomon vibes <gasps> oh. from him. Yeah. Like before he got the curse taken out of him. Digimon reference for, for anyone who it's been <laughs> two decades. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Hi, old people. <laughs> I was also thinking of, um, I mean, he's he's a, re- he's a real good guy. And well, I guess, no, he's got his faults too. But Claudus in the uh, the new, I guess it's not news, newer oh, version yeah. of the Thundercats was like immediately what ah. popped into my brain hole. <laughs> uh. Which brain if, hole. if any, okay, it is it is criminally underrated. If 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 you like this like D and D stuff, the newer 2017 version of the Thundercats is freaking amazing, and it combines like all this idea of fantasy and technology together in such a cool way. It's just it has really good world building, and I'm sad it got canceled before the first season was over. I need to watch that. I I was a, a Thundercats like maniac back when I was tiny. Same man. Um, that and you know like just watching all of Voltron, like the new stuff, which is a million times better than the original. Oh, if you, mm, if you ever go back and watch show. old Voltron episodes, you're like why why did I like this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel the same. And it's almost sacrilege to say that to a lot of people, but like there's newer version of versions of the Transformers that I enjoy way more yeah. than G1. Like Transformers Prime is one of my favorite Transformers shows. And I'll go back and watch G1 and be like, man, like every other scene, they've got the color palette mixed on one of the characters or there's just line art that's not finished or it's just like. It's like so cheesy, but it when you were a kid, it was the yeah, coolest yeah. thing ever. Looking at it through the lens of a child mm. is something magical you can't replicate as an adult, <laughs> or even like oh, a teen. Because no. yeah. man, yeah. like we recently and Dustin knows about this, but we recently were like, 
reminiscing of Toonami cartoons, like when anime. Oh, he's talking about our Zoids. Yeah. We're talking we're about Zoids. Oh we're God. talking oh, about man. Zoids. And how horrible yeah. that show is, but no one will ever ruin the Liger Zero for me. It's one of the coolest mechs mm-hmm. ever, and also plays into our uh, uh, Leon. So full full circle. We got full. back there. Somehow. Nice transition. We got back there. We got back <laughs> we got there. Got back there. Yeah. So Sir Leon uh, is finally put to rest. His protection over the Feyline's gone. You guys. Uh, open it up, and then essentially there was another puzzle: how to get into the Fey. <laughs> real quick, real quick, before we talk about body slams <laughs> into a solid wall, um, yeah. oh, was cool, Leon yeah. just out of curiosity? Was Leon always just kind of a bad guy, or did he, in his more corporeal state, become a corrupted entity, or was he just always kind of a bad? No, dude? Sherman nailed it on the head. He was a follower of Tritherion, just like Sherman, because he felt he was liberating the people of Praxil from this threat that was on the island without really fully understanding what he was doing. And so when Tritherion mm. essentially turned his back on him, he turned to darker powers in order to complete his his task. And so, and it ended up costing him his life uh, through whatever contract or power loan that he got, um, but he did what he did. So, you know, he was still able to cast all the Fae out of Praxil and, you know, it turns out to be this heroic deed according to all the Praxilians that he gave his life for them. So kind of ends up being a little bit of a twist on what everyone thought actually happened it's gonna be hard to explain that to the town (laughs) listen pull up a chair but like really slowly because we got to think about how we're gonna break this to you it didn't seem to make this chair go any faster (laughs) that's good because you're fired (laughs) and you see all these people you can just just take the chair with you just take it with you it's a parting gift really can't seem to move it any further i've got a I hope I can find, and Sherman hopes he can find some sort of uh, proof to make it easy for him to explain to the people. Mm. But who knows? We're going into completely uncharted territory for all of our heroes. Yeah. Especially now that we're kind of like at the entry point to the Feywild. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a task of its own. <laughs> Timothy body slamming the wall. I, makes... You know, at some point, you're just like, forget it. Who, who put I, I Windex on the wall? I hope you don't mind me kind of like taking control of Timothy for a second there. But after he had like attempted to body slam and then Sherman stopped him, but then Sherman turned his back. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Timothy's going to do it anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was, I think it was a good call. I tried to push everything that looked like a button on that map. Sherman, what if the whole thing was is a button? What if it's just one big button that you have to press? <laughs> well, you you got there faster than I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was a puzzle designed for Timothy. I just looked up because I wasn't sure when I said Thundercats coming out in 2017. That shit came out in 2011. Oh Holy gosh. crap, that was wow. so long ago. And oh. now I'm very upset. <laughs> I just had to ago. get that out because I said I said the wrong date and I didn't want to get called out for it. Wow. Well, we definitely 
if we can do a during episode fact check, man, that we got our A game too, on. Too that's late, for Chad. Sure. We haven't even posted this, and you've been at so many times. Oh man! Uh, crap. <laughs> oh, shit. What else did we have? Uh, I think Dustin, were you saying something? I think he was going to wrap us up. Yeah, I think he was going to cut us out. He's pulling out the cane. He's going to pull us off stage. It's a good. We're time. all imploding a little bit. I think we've had one too many Cinder Owls while we've been oh. hanging out and chatting. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Mmm, that's a warm belly. Well, Dustin, why don't you wrap it up for us? All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And why don't we pass it on over to our good friend, Timothy Biscuit, to wrap up his set. Thank you so much for listening to our Song of Rest. If you like the adventures your ears just went on, feel free to listen in on our other adventures from any plane of existence or seeing stone you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, safe journeys, travelers. Winds with you, BB Army. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you're enjoying our adventure as much as we are in creating it. If you're looking for more ways to connect with Break, Battle, and Roll, follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll. Or stop by and give us a like on the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page. Additionally, you can follow Chad Stafford at his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit Chad. That's I-T-S-C-H-I-T-C-H-A-D. As well as his YouTube channels, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. Janelle Wilkie on her Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie. That's J-A-N-E-L-L-E dot W-I-L-K-E. Join our good buddy Dustin Bleshman as he streams on twitch.tv slash thefinaldestination. Follow his Instagram and TikTok, both at the underscore final underscore destination, and his Twitter at F-I-N-L destination. You can also find me, Aaron, on Twitter at Aarkuma. That's A-A-R-K-U-M-A. Though the four of us bring this podcast to you, it wouldn't have the same audio quality without our amazing musicians, Ben Holland and Rory O'Neill, providing our theme song and musical accompaniment. Ben can be found on SoundCloud, and you can find Rory on Twitter at Trench Roarfare. That's T-R-E-N-C-H-R-O-R-F-A-R-E. We'd also like to shout out our good friends at the Roaring D20s, another fantastic D&D podcast with DM Scott Jones. Give them a follow on their Instagram and Twitter at RD20s Podcast. That's R-D, the number two, the number zero, S, podcast. Now that you're a part of the BB Army, help spread the word. Got a friend or two that's run dry on D&D podcasts? Send them our way. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks again for listening. And now it's time for me to get back on the story arc, grab a drink, and get ready for the next adventure. Until next time.